Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Believe in Vanderbilt Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by betonline.ag. In the Music City, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, and I'm joined, as always, by Commodore offensive lineman Ryan Seymour. On today's show, Ryan and I are joined by former Commodore and NFL offensive lineman Justin Geisinger. We talk with Justin about playing with new Vanderbilt head coach Clark Lee, his experience both at Vanderbilt and in the league, and what he's learned from his experience as a football player and translated that to being a coach. But before we get started, we can't forget to... All right, welcome back to the Believe in Vanderbilt Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's been a minute since we were with you guys, but uh, Ryan and I are happy to be back together. And tonight we are joined by former Vanderbilt offensive lineman and current head coach of uh, JP2 up in uh, just north of Nashville and Hendersonville, Justin Geisinger. Justin, thanks so much for spending a little time with us today. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for thanks for having me. This is awesome. Just we call this the lineman show, Justin. This is the, uh, the hey. offensive the offensive line podcast. <laughs> there's there's mu- there's more needed of this. This is good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think we've had. Uh, I think like at least two thirds of our guests have been offensive linemen, if not more. <laughs> um, I think we'd like to get up to about ninety percent. So, um, but, uh, we also have to give a special shout out to, uh, to Wesley Tate, uh, for helping hook this up. Thanks. Uh, thanks Wes. He's a friend of the pod. He's been on before. So, um, but before we hop into our conversation, we want to remind you guys that we here at believe in Vandy are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you are interested in betting on any of the sports going on, maybe taking a look at some of those Super Bowl props, got a little bit of futures on the Super Bowl bet online is the best and only place to lock it in from game spreads to totals team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else online plus there's the online casino as well it never closes so head on over to betonline.ag today to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag to sign up today bet online your online sports book experts all right justin um well we got We're gonna start today by going a little bit back in history and talking about your time at Vanderbilt. Now you were there. Now remind me again. You were there for like 02 to 06 or so. 2004. Oh, 2004. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now, what made you interested in Vanderbilt in the first place? Wow. So um, you know, it was something. Um, obviously with, with them recruiting me, um, a school for me, it wasn't unfamiliar with my family. I had a cousin, a first cousin that was not an athlete there, but, uh, was in uh, ROTC at Vanderbilt and, and graduated from there several years before. So I was familiar. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, obviously a little ways away. So, you know, with Vanderbilt not being in my backyard, um, I think a lot of people up in that area, maybe it's not as, as familiar as it is down on this, you know, this neck of the woods, but. Um, you know, really it was, it was them recruiting me. Um, you know, I think the, the, the recruiting world and times of recruiting world with social media and everything was not around then. So times have changed mm-hmm. quite a bit on how things, uh, kind of happened. But, um, I went down on an unofficial visit, uh, I believe it was towards the end of my, uh, junior year, or maybe going into the summer, uh, before my senior year and, and was on campus with my dad and I, and, you know, we, we did the whole thing and the whole, the whole campus tour and all that. And, 
was offered a scholarship and, you know, we were, we were in the airport coming back, uh, back to Pittsburgh from Nashville and sitting there. And I remember it being, it was one of those summer days in Nashville was over a hundred degrees and we were soaking wet and sweat. We took a day trip. We didn't stay the night and we're in the airport. And, um, I just remember my dad looking at me and saying, you know, where, where, where would you rather be? Where would you rather go? And, you know, both my parents were Penn Staters. Um, so I grew up as a Penn state fan, going to Penn state games and that sort of thing. And well, they didn't, they didn't offer me, they weren't showing me interest, but but Vanderbilt was, and, um, you know, obviously the beautiful campus and in the biggest cell is obviously, you know, you, you're looking at the top 20 academic institution, uh, you know, was, was something from, from coming from a, from a high academic family, um, like I, like I do that being a priority, um, you know, it was kind of a no brainer. You look at that, you look at competing in the SEC. Um, so, so I think those, those two things, along with a good visit that I had kind of solidified my decision and. Um, you know, I committed fairly early. I committed before my senior year started. So um, that's really what did it. Yeah. So you would have been recruited then by, uh, by, uh, by Woody. Yeah. Yeah. Woody, Woody Weidenhofer and Herb Patera. I remember they, they took a, they took a, a home visit. Um, they, they both sat at my dining room table and I remember had dinner with our family. Um, you know, this was, you know, I guess a few months after that visit and uh, um, yeah. So they, they, they brought me down there Um and, um, you know, obviously then I, I moved into the Bobby Johnson era after that uh, a couple of years later. So how was uh, how was your experience at Vanderbilt? Can you maybe talk about some, you know, some memories it, there? How did you enjoy it? Uh, it? It was it was awesome. It was an unforgettable experience. Um, you know, and in, in, in when people you know, I look at it, I guess you look at it from your playing career. And, you know, we didn't win a whole lot of, of ball games when I was there. You know, we had a lot of, I think, two win seasons. I don't. I can't even add up exactly how many wins we had when we were there, but it wasn't a whole lot, um, you know, but, but it was an experience I wouldn't trade in for anything. I think there is, you know, there was still a, a core group of guys. I think when I was there that I, I don't think they ever stopped believing in, in, in who we were and believing in our identity and, and what we could be. Um, and obviously we, we never saw that completely to fruition, never went to a ball game when I was there. It was the year after I left when, when, uh, you know, we upset UT at UT, um, you know, that was, that was a year after I graduated. So never mm -hmm. beat those guys either. But um, I, I think there was a lot of building. There was a lot of, of progress in those years leading up to some, some years, mm -hmm. maybe past that when, when there was some more success as far as wins and losses. Can, um, um, but I was going to ask, can you, I guess, can you remember just, uh, just kind of going off of some of your point about, I guess, specifically wins and losses, I sure. guess can you rem can you remember during your time? Well, how how was the uh, how was the spotlight? I guess on the program there at the time. Can you remember it kind of being? Um, did it feel normal during that time? I guess to where Vanderbilt was as far as wins and losses, or was there still that same sort of pressure? I guess there is that at least I feel there is kind of now. Yeah. You, you know, I, I think that's probably, you know, with the success that they had, you know, after I left, as far as wins and losses, you know, that's probably picked up a little bit since I've been there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but, but, but what, what I remember, there was always that expectation and that belief that, to win and, and, and that we were going to turn that corner and we were going to make progress. And like I said, why there weren't the, the measurable results there in the, in the win category. Um, mm -hmm. I think there was progress made over those years where, you know, uh, they hit that run with the Music City Bowl shortly after that and, and, and kind of were able to make some headway. Um, 
um, after that for a while. So, um, so yeah, so, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I ever thought of it in those terms of, okay, you know, is this how it's supposed to feel or is this where we're supposed to be as right. far as pressure to win? I was just kind of in the moment as a player and, and trying to buy into a program. And that's, that's, uh, you know, that's the way I remember it. And I think that's the way it was. Good deal. Well, yeah. I, I want to go back. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I will. No, Ryan, you go ahead. Cause I'm going to take it back to talk no, about I recruiting just, a little more. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I definitely have questions on that. No, I just, of course, I don't think any player during their time in school is probably thinking about, you know, what sure. the expectations are, I guess, from the community, everyone, as a team, you're only thinking about, hey, next game, we got to win no matter what. I just was curious as if uh, what seems like now to me is a lot of pressure on this Vanderbilt team. I just wasn't mm-hmm. sure during your tenure if there, if you felt that some sort of pressure as a player, um, as a lot of these guys who I think are currently in school are probably feeling right now, yeah. especially com- coming off of a season of 0-9. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, probably not. I probably, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. It, it, I, I don't know if it'd be fair to compare that my year to to this year now. I mean, you know, you're talking, I don't feel that old, but it's been quite a while. So, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, and, uh, I'm trying to just get a feel, Justin. I'm just trying to get a yeah. feel of what the sense was or what it was like back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Well, no, you know, I think, no. I think, I think it was kind of, obviously, I hit right there in between a couple different eras of coaching. Um, with, with Woody, Woody, you know, his last, last year there, and then going into Bobby Johnson, um, and his staff. And, you know, I think I had, I had three offensive line coaches during my time there. So, um, you know, so we went through, went through a few there, um, early on, but my longest, longest time there as a player was obviously under Bobby Johnson, Robbie Caldwell is the offensive line coach. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I think that's really where, um, I, I felt, you know, I felt with, with coach Johnson, I felt like he was a guy, I mean, very, very guy of, of high moral, high integrity guy, um, high character guy. He was, he was, he, he really preached. I think a lot of things that maybe, maybe you're lost in, in, in our game really at any, every level now is, is it's more than the game, you know, we're representing this university and we were, we were representing, um, you know, much more than ourselves. And, and I think he really, um, really hit home to a lot of us on that. And I think that's, that's what made a lot of us, regardless of records, want to compete and push and fight and play for him. Um, and cause we believed, we believed, I think in what he was doing and what he was selling. And, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, we felt like we were part of something regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember my senior year, uh, in 2004, you know, and we I believe had two wins and we were going into the Tennessee game, no chance to make a bowl game. And, um, I still remember that game feel how the, just, just how important that game felt, you know, and, you know, you see a lot of things nowadays and you looking at, looking at media and those sort of things. And, you know, you get to that part of the year and oh, why guys even playing for this? Well, you know, maybe part of it, cause it was, it was Tennessee, but I think part of it is these guys wanted to play for each other. Cause there was, st- there was, there was, there, there was some good culture there, even though it didn't really uh, add up into wins and losses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you talk. So I have what have been some of the things that you've obviously, like I mentioned earlier, like you are a high school head coach now here in the Nashville area. What are some of the things that you took from, I guess, especially Bobby Johnson that you've tried to apply to your coaching? Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was Coach Johnson. I think all all these guys and I was fortunate enough in my career to to be around a lot of really good coaches and coaches with 
different styles and different approaches that I think I was able to take the things that kind of fit me and fit my personality into my own coaching style. But there's no doubt, just like any other coach would tell you that they take from their own experiences. So it, it would have started with my high school coach, uh, Chris Herring, who I'm still in touch with today. He's actually now the special teams coordinator for Wisconsin. Um, he, uh, so I'm from Pittsburgh and he, uh, he went, he went with coach Chris. He had a connection with him from, from as a player at West Virginia and went with him to Pitt, and then went and obviously went to Wisconsin with him. So, um, started with, with, with my connection with him and into really wanting to get into coaching, I think at one point, um, and at the high school level, just the, the impact, you know, the vulnerability of, the, of that age group and the impact you can have and, and kind of the trajectory of these guys as they leave high school is so critical. Well, speaking of, the, of of these high school kids, right? I mean, you have plenty of guys who are being recruited high to high D one programs. You mentioned Wisconsin. Sure, I know your sure. tailback Antoine Roberts is headed off to Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, yep. next year you've had tons of guys go through JP two who are playing SEC football, Big Ten football, ACC football, that kind of stuff. Yep. How have you seen recruiting change with the advent of social media and the way that these kids yeah. are, you know, some of these kids like Ryan have talked about, like these kids have blue check marks on Instagram and Twitter yeah. when they're 16, right. 17 years old. And it's, you know, it, in a lot of ways, it seems ridiculous. Like I can't imagine that, you know, when I was going to school, like their platform yeah. is huge. They have such a huge yeah. platform. No, these days. It, it's, I think, I think it's, it's changed it indefinitely in a, in so many ways. I mean, you look at it from in, in positively and negatively. I mean, I think from the, from, from positive standpoint, I mean, and obviously there is a ton of positive in social media and the way it can connect people and the way content can be put out so quickly. And, and, in the way, you know, athletes use it from a, from a positive standpoint, um, you know, but at the same time, it, it, it acts, there's so much information that, you know, as a high school student myself that we, I didn't even think about, you know, the stuff that you could access with the, the rankings and this and that, and some things that I think sometimes, um, you know, I wish weren't out there <laughs> from the standpoint of our players. Cause you know, they, you know, they look into that stuff and, um, you know, so, so, you know, but it is what it is. And I think, you know, we, everyone needs to adapt to that, knowing that that's how recruiting takes place now, you know, via social media. I mean, a lot of the first contacts of these guys, they're coming directly through these guys as they, as they find them out there on these platforms. And, you know, obviously with that becomes a lot of, a lot of educating that we have to do with our players. I know it's done at the God, college. That's a great point. How do you think about level. that? You used to go through the coach. I, I always used to get the phone call from my, you know, either offensive line coach or head coach. Hey, Ryan, well, yeah. sure. uh, so-and-so from X university reached out to yeah. you and wants to get, get in touch with you. Nowadays, I didn't even think about that. Obviously they just reach, Hey, just a DM yeah. or a tw tweet yep. or go straight to the source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, so what are some of the things then that you do in order to educate your players and teach them about, you know, things that yeah, are well, happening, things to look out for and that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, I mean, I think it starts with the common sense that you, I mean, you'll hear professionally, uh, whatever at any level is, you know, to, to be, to really think, I mean, these are, these are teenage boys we're dealing with and, you know, they have emotions and you got to be careful about what you, what you put out there, what kind of content you put out there, because it's going to be seen. And whether you think you can delete something or take something down, or it's not going to be, you know, with whatever, whatever the, the, the source is, it, it's out there, it's out there. So we really drill that home with our guys all the time. And I know, you know, you see it and there's a reason that stuff's in the media every day. Uh, and a lot of it, unfortunately, are negative stories of, of, whether they're athletes or others, you know, saying things or doing things that they wish they wouldn't have done out of, out of sheer emotion. Um, 
So that's really important because I think, you know, any, any, any college coach at, at, at the level, when they're looking to invest in a player, um, obviously they're going to do their homework and they're going to do their digging and they're going to, you know, they're going to find out, and they're going to get on there on the, I mean, that, that's requested. And when we fill out, um, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our, the platforms that we fill out to, to give to, to schools, I mean, they, they want to know their handles and they want to know, you know, the, all their information on social media, because not only, you know, not only Ryan, like you talked about, that, that's their way of connecting with them now is that I'm sure they also want to do their digging as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's uh, a lot of positives and a lot of negatives, you know, um, I think there's probably a lot more positive, you know, a lot of kids sure. these days are getting a, a lot, a much larger outreach, I guess you could say, rather yeah. than, I guess, you know, uh, your local universities or local schools that are calling on, on certain programs. But um, yeah, I guess nowadays these kids, by the time they get to college are already like <laughs> advanced when it comes to talking <laughs> to the media, because uh, when I first yeah. got to school, I know I made a few hiccups. I think the first uh, the first time I got an interview, we were playing Florida, and I was like, "Ah, oh, not really worried about it. This guy, right. not the worst, not the biggest guy I'm going to play all year." I was such a rookie when it came to talking to the media. These days, kids are experts. You know, they're tweeting, they're getting retweets. Yeah. You know, people are yeah. getting all these followers and stuff. It's it's pretty wild, man. But uh, no question. Hey, as a uh, I guess I have a question for you. As you know, being a football coach. Sure. Uh, we're entering into the off season now. Obviously, we've been in the off season now for only, a, I guess, a few days for college. I guess with the with the national championship just getting over with on Monday. What uh, what sort of things, I guess, as a coach, what are coaches doing to prepare for the tw- for the next season? Like, what what sort of things are going on in your building right now as you prepare for the 2021 season? Like, I always knew what the what players are doing. We're obviously in sure. the weight room. We're yeah. getting bigger, yeah. faster. What kind of things are coaches doing? during this time of the year? Well, I mean, a, a lot of, a lot of planning. I mean, I think we're obviously from the X's and O's and the football end of things where we're going back through cutups and, and things and, and evaluating, um, evaluating personnel, you know, looking at, looking at depth and, and kind of how, you know, w- what are the things we need to do, especially at the high school level, right? At the high school level, you can't, you can't really recruit to, to fit a system like you can in college. So, you know, I think any any high school coach will tell you you've got to you've got to put your personnel in the best position. Whether that means changing things year to year on what you do, you can't just you know put the put the square peg in a round hole type thing you know, situations. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure uh, that you look at your personnel, evaluate what you have coming back, and um, so from that you know from from the football end of things, you're doing that and you're looking through your year and you're looking, looking at your breakdowns offensively, defensively and special teams and seeing, seeing the things that you need to tweak going into the following, following year schematically. Um, you know, and then obviously for us, um, you know, our cultural development program is what we hang our hat on. I mean, that's, that's, that's for us, you know, competing in, in the best league in the state of Tennessee, you know, that's so important for us is the development of our guys off the field. And when I say that it's from, from a leadership standpoint, it's from, from them understanding, um, you know, the, the things that really matter as far as what's going to, what are the things we can control versus what we can't control. And and I think mm-hmm. we've made such headway in that as a program over the course of the past five years. That's, that's really what I attribute most of our success from um, in our program is, is from really the things that we do in small group discussions and the things that we do as a, as a Christian based school off the field. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty unique. Um, you know, we don't talk talk, talk a, a whole lot about wins and losses in our program. 
You know, I think it's real easy to stand up in the, in the front of a room and say, hey, we want to win X amount of games or we want to win a state championship at the beginning of the year. You know, I always, I always relate that to, to the NFL teams I were on, and you can relate to this, but, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's goal is to win a Super Bowl. You know, I remember coaches standing up, our, our goal is to win a Super Bowl, and this is, well, I think it's real easy to say those things, um, you know, but, but really the, the things that need to be evaluated is the process on how you get there. And so we're really diving into our kids. And I think it's taken a few years for our kids to understand um, the, our process driven approach, because, uh, you know, we, we, we really worry about the things we can control and, and not the, all right. the external variables and the things that social media sometimes tries to, and everything that maybe our society tries to pull you away from um, what we really try to hone in on those things. And, you know, I could go on for a while about what we do and how we do yeah. it. But I take a lot of pride in that. Our staff does a great job. So, um, but that, you know, we really evaluate year to year and how we can make yeah. that better and how we can, how we can um, get better in that regard. That's probably the biggest thing we do. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, like I said, the physical things, you know, our strength conditioning program and, um, you know, getting our kids physically to the best point mm-hmm. they can be. And we're running a bunch of camps, a bunch of free camps for middle schoolers. And, and we're implementing a middle school into our high school next year for the first year in 2021. Oh, so wow. That's going to be a big change. We're, we're adding sixth through eighth grade. Um, it'll be the first year ever for that, which is a, an exciting, exciting change. Our administration's worked really hard on. And um, so we expect some, some really good mm-hmm. things from that as well. You talked about obviously a lot of player development stuff there. And of course, mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess one thing you didn't, you didn't mention, I'm not sure if this is a big part of the off season process from a high school standpoint is, is coaching and coaches. Now, obviously we know that Clark Lee just got hired from Vanderbilt and yep. Vanderbilt as a, as a whole, uh, Candace Lee and coach Lee are, you know, working together, obviously to put together the best staff possible is there a lot of that going on as well at the high school level? Are you evaluating from coaching standpoints? Is there any recruiting that's going on? Like, Hey, there's a, there's an offensive line coach at so-and-so school I'd love to have here. I mean, I guess it's, <laughs> it's kind of difficult. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. it's difficult. It, it may be difficult at the high school level because most sure. of these coaches are teachers, correct? Sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I just didn't know. I just didn't know if there's any, discussions like that that are going on during this time of the year because i'm sure vanderbilt's going through a lot of that right now and i just kind of want to hear your perspective if it's yeah similar well, at the high school level or what do you think coach lee's going through right now have you been in those shoes i mean yeah, i just want I mean, to hear your perspective I, certainly on it. yeah certainly i wouldn't want to compare my situation to to, to clark lee's um you know mm-hmm. and, and what he's doing um you know because it's you know they are obviously at a different level you're both head coaches that's right you're right um <laughs> For sure. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think there are some similarities. I mean, you, you, you know, at the end of the season, you look back and we evaluate our staff and I, I sit down with each uh-huh. one of our, 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 our coaches and we kind of go through some things and, and evaluate the year and, um, you know, evaluate j- just like coaches evaluate where they are and then where they want to be professionally, you know, cause I've got a lot of young coaches on the staff as well that aspire to be coordinators and head coaches and those things as well. Um, so you, you know, you want to, you want to try to help them, um, you know, move forward and reach their professional goals as well as best you can. So I think you look at those things. Um, and then, yeah. And then you look at, right. You look at your coaches and productivity as far as how you feel like, you know, obviously our job is to, to get the most out of our kids. Right. I mean, at the high school level, you're not going to have obviously all deficient one athletes, but our job is, uh, to, to get the most out of every player, you know, regardless of their physical ability. Um, we, we want them to have a positive experience when they leave there. Um, cause the difference I think with us is, 
you know, most of our guys, with the exception of a few, like the Antoine Roberts and the guys that you know about, but most of their guys' athletic careers and that their taste in their mouths are going to end with us um, at, at our level. So we want to make sure that each one of those guys uh, leave with a with a really positive experience. And uh, you know, you, you you talk about Clark Lee, and you mentioned him. I mean, everything I know about Clark, he's he's a relationship oriented guy, um, and he's high character, high integrity. So I, you know, he's what I'm excited about with, with him is I think he's you know really going to take take you know similar models to, to to what I'm talking about to the collegiate level as well because you know these are kids as well yes they're they're older teenage kids and maybe into their low 20s but they're still they're still kids and they still need I think a lot of the same things from that regard and um, you know I, everything I know about them and obviously hear about them is is he's that type of guy well you guys obviously played together for a couple of years while you, while you're at Vanderbilt. And so, you know, talk about, you know, what he was like as a player and could you see him, you know, becoming the coach at Vanderbilt someday? Was that something that did he seem like the kind of guy? Cause I mean, obviously like there are some guys you just know, like, yeah, they're going to be coaches. Like they they want to be coaches the way that they see the game is from almost like a coach's perspective. Was he one of those guys when you played together? It was like, yeah, I can definitely, you know, understand he's, he's going to become a coach. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I, you know, I, I remember a conversation we had about back when he was in South Dakota State, and he was just kind of getting into his coaching career. And I think I was in my first year in the NFL um, at that time when we were talking, and he was living in small town South Dakota and just getting started. And um, you know, uh, at that point, and I remember talking with him a little bit further about you know how it was and how he was enjoying it and those things. And you you could tell he was committed. Um, you know, he, he's always been kind of that blue collar, just overachieving, relentless work ethic type guy. Um, he always had that mentality. He always had that approach with everything he did, you know, coming as a walk on who earned earned a scholarship and ended up playing a lot of football for us. Um, you know, in the SEC, that's 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 something to be said for that. A guy that, that, that has won the, uh, the you know, is willing to do that and put their neck out on the line to walk on to a, to a program, you know, like like an SEC program and, and, and go out there and, and um, do the things that he did. It was strictly through his mentality. Like I said, his blue collar, just his attitude. Um, and, and, it, and it's because he did things the right way. I fully believe that because, you know, he, he's always been a high character guy. He's always had high integrity. He's always the same guy with whoever his audience is. He's, he's the same type of guy. You know, so there's nothing, there is nothing fake about it. You know, we, I, you, you knew what you're getting with them. Um, and so there's, so to me, to answer your question, I don't think there's any surprise that he was able to climb the coaching ladder like he's been and have the success he's had um, and have the type of impact on kids like he has, because that's, that's what he, that was his journey. And that was about, and I think he's, you know, he, he, he has a very natural way to be able to give back. Yeah, definitely. And it seems like he's the kind of guy who, you know, um, I, I think one of the, the toughest things that we all know that Vanderbilt is one of the toughest jobs in the country when it comes to being a football coach, right? Because you have to deal not only with playing with the toughest league in the country, but you have academic standards and it's much harder to recruit to Vanderbilt, even though, you know, Nashville, obviously best city to recruit, should be the easiest city to recruit to in the South. Um, but you know, it, it's tough because of the combination of academic standards and, you know, kind of a lack of tradition. And so, you know, as someone who played in the program, played in the league, what, you know, you talked about some of the things that he 
ways to relationship building and yeah. things like that. Yeah. What are some other, I guess, things, whether it's strength and conditioning. Now you have an interesting experience because you came up not as like a position coach, but as a strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. first before you moved mm-hmm. into, I think as an OC. 600 then, pound bencher. Yeah. Something like that. So what are some of those things that you think that could be implemented that could help, you know, move the program forward? Well, you know, I, I don't think, it, you know, it, it, I could comment necessarily on, I mean, it, Clark clearly was hired because um, obviously he, he's in the position and he's, he's ready to be that guy. And I think, Clearly, he's going to know the right pass to to go as far as, you know, his strength and conditioning staff and, and his def- offense, defense, and special teams crews and, and, who, and who he brings in, the things that he does there. I think clearly, you know, he wouldn't be hired, I don't think, at this level if if, if he wasn't able to make those decisions. But I, I'll go back, honestly, to what I feel like most comfortable commenting on is is what I think he's going to bring. And I think every coach now understands how important relationships are with your players. Um, at that level, especially with recruiting and how good a recruiter, you know, Clark's known to be. And obviously his connections to Nashville being an NBA guy down the road. And I think all those stars kind of aligned and, and, and this being something that's obviously personal to him as well. Um, you know, being a guy at Vanderbilt during, during my era there, where again, like I said, we didn't win a lot of games, but you know, I, I think he, he's going to tell you probably the same things that he felt that, that, that he wouldn't have traded his experiences in for anything. Cause I think that kind of made him who he was. I think that kind of left a, a burning desire in him for him within his career path to want to come back and get it right and do it right. Um, and, and, and give it everything he had to, to, to make it happen and do it the right way and make Vanderbilt what everyone knows and feels like Vanderbilt can be as far as not only an institution, but a, you know, as a football program as well. Um, so I, I think it's that. And I think, you know, everything I know about Clark and everything you, you hear about him and you, know, you can read about him, listen about him, is his consistency and how he treats others and, his, and the relationships. And he's he's real. I mean, it, it is it's it's him. It's not just a facade hiding behind, a, you, know, you know, a coach that's trying to that's trying to move the needle. And, 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 and but this is this is this is this is how he's always been, I think, with with was as a player with every job that he's had as far as i know and um uh, him with the combination of being an alum and being a guy that's local and having his connections that where i think he's doing going to do a really good job and really connect you know locally with recruits and and be able to to get guys to see um you know what vanderbilt can be i I think he's in position and has as good a shot as anybody ever has to uh to getting to getting vanderbilt you know to to really like we say, you know, I don't know how high it can go, but to maximize, maximize everything it has. And um, I couldn't be more happy for him because, you know, I knew this is something that, that I think he, he's wanted for a long time. It's 2021. There are self-driving cars, plant burgers, and tourists in space. The least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See AT&T.com slash 5G for you for details. Well, what do you think uh, as Coach Lee, you know, steps back into uh, the great city of Nashville, what do you think his number one priority, I guess, should be um, 
as he's kind of kicking off his career and tenure at, at Vanderbilt? Do you think it's a matter of getting the university to finally buy in? I think obviously we're all really waiting for the university to really just fi finally give us that extra little push that to say that, hey, we're, we're completely bought into this coach. What, what should his number one thing be? Should it be like getting the university to buy in first kind of get his team in order? Like, uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think his like number number one priority should be? Should be the facilities? Like, what do you think? What do you think the number uh, one priority uh, should you know, be, to Coach Lee? Coach Lee's. I mean, he's an ex extremely cerebral and smart guy. You know, I, I think clearly mm -hmm. he had a plan and a vision well before even having the opportunity to uh, to to come back home and come to Nashville and do this. Um, you know, yeah. so I'm sure between between him and in in the in the school's administration, he's uh, he's well on his way to to getting the things that he needs um, moving forward. But I think knowing Clark and knowing everything about him. He's full bore ahead, you know, focused uh -huh. on the things that he can control right now, and that's, and that's, and that's his football team, you know, in front of you're him. You're man, you're you're killing it. You're literally like, you're giving me the best answers right now. I mean, literally focusing on what he can control. Obviously, yeah, everyone I mean, has everyone know, has to do that, right? I'm not yeah. saying those other variables aren't there as far yeah. as facilities and all those things. Everybody knows that. I mean, like I said, that's yeah. kind of things that that's given. I mean, everyone knows there's things that need to happen. And, he knows better than anybody because he's been in those conversations, obviously, with 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 but those. I, I also like I also like the point you made about him obviously being you said you said Coach Lee probably has a game plan in his mind already going into the situation. I kind of took that as his like being a former player, you myself, Coach Lee. Everyone yeah. as a former player that leaves there, I'm I'm sure automatically thinks of things that hey, this is what I would have maybe have done differently. This is yeah. what I've like. Right. This is what this is what I would like to have seen. I guess from an athlete's experience standpoint. So sure. I really do love that idea that obviously that Candace went out and got Coach Lee because I'd be yeah. I'd be thinking about a million different things that I would have liked to have done differently or sure. could have seen just tweak a little bit or made better. So I like that perspective that you said that he probably already has a plan. He's been thinking about oh, yeah. before he I'm even sure. accepting sure his position. Been, yeah, I'm sure it's been years and years. He's, he's uh, you know, this is he's just like mm -hmm. like you said, like all of us as former players who of who have who have experienced it firsthand. Um, and like I said, I, I have great memories there and positive experiences despite not winning a lot of games. But you know, then you you always leave there and, and still think, man, like you know. There's still there's still potential here for you know this still could be what yes. you know what if this and that and I know you know I'm sure you feel the same way to to some extent but um, you know knowing him and, and and then he got right into the coaching profession you know there's no doubt that's been burning in him and he's uh, he's had success everywhere he's been and and, and so I think you know it, the timing couldn't be better for him as far as um, yeah. having the experiences they had always going all the way up to one of the top programs of the country and being mm -hmm. a top coordinator in the country. And, and, and yeah. now, now having his opportunity to do what he's dreamed of doing. So, um, it's, I'm Jack. It's pretty cool. I think the whole city, the whole city has got to be absolutely uh, thrilled with the hire. Officially. Yeah. I'm obviously excited. You make a lot of great points there. I am definitely thrilled. The fact that we do have a former alumni to come back to come back to Vanderbilt to, to coach, um, because no one knows more about the program who's someone who's experienced it in the past. And obviously people have a ton of questions, you know, even me now as an outsider has a ton of questions about what are we going to do to make this program better? How are we going to be, you know, a winning team every single year, year in and year out. I absolutely love that coach Lee 
like you mentioned, everywhere he's gone, he's, he's found success. And, and yeah. uh, obviously we all have super high expectations for him coming in. Again, a lot of my questions were kind of geared towards that expectation. Now, I don't know if the program's at a, at a higher peak now because we're coming off an zero and nine season and there's all this like, okay, can only go up from here or sure. maybe a new face in the building is, is drawing excitement or maybe how we finished off the season last year with, you know, with the things going on with Sarah and all this kind of attention right. going on towards the program. But obviously needless to say uh, on West end, there is a, t- there's a ton of eyes on that program. You know, one of the questions I had for you was just like, do you remember that kind of being the same thing when you were there? But, um, but you know, I- I'm super thrilled for coach yeah. Lee and I'm everyone's super excited. He, he still has a ton on his plate as he enters into this season. He's still got some, um, some coordinators that he's got to hire. I'm super excited to see who the next offensive line coach is going to be. I got my fingers crossed. I've been texting with coach Herb hand, who was my old line coach at Vandy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, cause he's available now that Texas, you know, obviously Texas had a new hire. So I'm really hoping that someone gets the message to coach Lee that he's available. Cause he was absolutely fantastic. But, um, yeah. But but no, I think. Do you think he's going to be looking for? I, I don't know much about his, I guess, coaching style. Oh, and especially now that he's in a hiring position role. I guess you, coach, has a question for you. Is an X's and O's guy more important, or is like a relationship kind of building guy more important? The guy that just completely like meshes really really well with the players. Would you take that type of guy? You know, who's like super motivating, who can just get in your player and get this guy like each and every player yeah. jacked up or would you rather take like an X's and O wizard who just is an absolute master on the field as far as, you know, getting guys in the right positions at all time and playing sure. each play. Do you want perfectly. Ed Orgeron or do you want Cliff Kingsbury? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think, you know, I, I guess the coach answer to me would be uh, you need both. I mean, I think, yeah. Um, and uh, I think only, I think only Clark is, is going to know what, you know, as far as, and, and how his staff kind of fits together and how they, how they're going to gel as far as, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wh- wh- which guys would fill which slots, you know, I know with my staff, um, you know, you've got guys that are probably a little heavier on one side and, and some on the other on, on, on what you're describing. Um, mm-hmm. So I think both sides are very important. I mean, I think, um, okay. and especially at that level, I think you've, you've got to have both. I mean, you've got to be a guy that's, you know, able to motivate your guys and able to be a guy that, that, that I think your guys want to go out and play for and play hard mm-hmm. for, um, you know, you're playing in, in the best league in the, in the country and, and trying to, trying to turn a program around them. I and you've got to have a guy that can motivate from that standpoint for sure. But, you know, obviously they've got to be professional on their craft as well and be able to, you know, mm-hmm. be, be, be excellent in really all areas. So well, I'm I think sure that- he's got a pretty good grasp on that. Yeah, I think that idea of motivation, too, is interesting because we're coming off of a season where Vanderbilt saw more opt-outs and more guys entering the transfer portal early in the season as well. And I think that motivation is, you know, really just as, you know, watching the games, the motivation at times just didn't seem to be there from the outside looking in. Now, obviously, we're not in the locker room. We don't know what happens every day. But Clark Lee seems like the kind of guy who's going to get his guys to go out and have that motivation. That is one of the things that the program seems to have been severely lacking for the last couple of seasons. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I, obviously I don't want to comment on, again, like you said, I've not been a player there as far as that, but um, 
but yeah, but, but I can't answer the second part and saying, I think I absolutely would agree with you that coach Lee is going to be that type of guy. Uh, and I think a lot of it, he, he, he was that guy anyway, but I think when you add that personal piece to it, that it is his alma mater and it, and I know how much this school meant to him. Um, I know how much it means to me and how much it means, means to, you know, uh, all of us, you know, that, that, that have poured into this thing um, and, and want to see the success because, um, you know, it, it, because that personal touch, I think that <laughs> there's something to be said for that. So I, so I'm really excited from that standpoint. And I think, um, I think that should excite everybody else as well, because, you know, that's, that's a unique thing. You know, it's a unique thing to have a guy like him who, who has the timing hits like this in a, in a situation where he's had and risen through the carousel, coaching carousel and has had, had the success that he's had. And now, boom, he, you know, this, this opportunity arises and, and he's the guy. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it could be for a great story. Yeah, absolutely. I think it will be, you know, obviously there's a lot of hope and there's a lot of anticipation going around the program right now. I want to switch gears and talk about uh, talk about the NFL a little bit. You had, yeah. you know, you you played in the league for what, five seasons, I think. Yeah. Um, you were uh, you started with my 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 team, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, <laughs> sure. And uh, obviously you moved on. You played for the Titans. Bills Mafia, man. The boys are on fire. Yeah, we are. Um, You you played for the Titans. You played for the Washington team that was then called the Redskins. is no longer the Redskins. Um, You played for the Panthers. And it's funny that between you two guys, you guys played for 11 teams between the two of you, and none of them overlapped. So, which is, you know, just kind of funny. Anyway, how did your time in the league, A, like what were some of the biggest differences you noticed from – playing in the sec to move to moving on in the league and then secondly what were some of the leagues that some of the things that you really picked up in the league that you've been able to translate into coaching at the high school level yeah all good questions um you know i think the first thing i would say that you know the difference between playing at the high school or even a collegiate level to the nfl is and while college football is big business now and there's a lot of you know it's really that's come a long way over the years as well you know, when you get to the NFL, I mean, it's, it's a cutthroat profession. <laughs> it's a job. And, um, you know, you, I think what a lot of people, when I, whenever I talk to people that, 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 you know, aren't familiar with, with, with kind of how the structure works and how it works year to year is what people don't realize is the turnover rate <laughs> on these rosters. Right. And, you know, um, and I look at my experience and again, I wasn't with one organization for that long, you know, a couple of years with Washington. Um, there was, it was, it was my longest streak, but, um, you know, uh, when we talk, when we talk, you know, a lot about relationship building and how important that is in culture and those things, and it's not that those things aren't there at the NFL level, but it's just different from that regard. Um, you know, uh, I can't recall. I mean, I, I just remember from one year to the next, you know, entering OTAs and training camps and, you look around the room and, and, you know, whether it was me being a new guy or another new guy, I mean, you know, how that yeah. is. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, was, it was, uh, it was, you know, that, that makes it, I think a little bit less personal as far as, as the experience. Right. And, um, but I, I'm, again, I'm very thankful and blessed to have the, to have the opportunity to play as long as I did and bounce around and survive long enough. You know, I was, yeah. I was always that probably 52nd or 53rd guy to make the roster, but somehow I snuck on there a few years and then yeah. made it. And, uh, you know, but, um, 
but that 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 that's what I would think would be the biggest difference there. You know, kind of from from uh, from college, you know, from really from high school to college to pro. I think that was the biggest difference would probably be from college college to pro in that regard than it was from high school to college. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, as far as what I take, I mean, I, I think the, the cool thing about you know being able to you know, played in the NFL is as I did have that experience. So to be able to have that, use that platform um, with young kids now is a cool thing. You know, I think um, these guys look up to you, man. X's and O's wise, does yeah. it correlate? No, I mean, I think that was the biggest Not adjustment at all. for me as a high school <laughs> coach. Is that's hard? You know, you're coming from professional yeah. football, and it's a, it's a career, and you're spending countless hours of meetings and all these things. And I remember my first year coaching high school football and thinking that, Oh, we, you know, we can, I can get our guys to do this and this. And, you know, you realize you're just, real you're quickly, just switching off a game. You're just switching off a game. You're just picking up, yeah, you're just picking you up a, a pick, right. you know, it's right. really easy. Uh, this you're going <laughs> to. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that was an adjustment. And, and, and I think anybody that comes out, you know, out of playing, cause there's, I know other guys that have played pro ball that have coached high school now. And, it's yeah, you, you, that's a big adjustment and it takes a little while to, to, to learn that. Um, but, um, but no, I mean, the, the experience was, was, was awesome. Um, you know, obviously it was draft, it was a late round, six round pick to Buffalo and, you know, um, Mike Malarkey was, was, uh, was, was the guy who drafted me. He was the head coach. That was his last year there, but he was, he was awesome. And, you know, I, I still reached out to him here and there. Um, he was one coach that kind of kept in contact with me actually when I was released and, and uh, I went to the Titans the year after that. And he, mm -hmm. he actually called me and, he, you know, and at that level, I still remember the phone call when he called me, I'm like, you know, this is professional football. This is the end of it. This guy doesn't have to do this and call me, but he did that. And I, so we, 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 we kind of circle back to the personal things and the relationship things. And that's one of the moments in the NFL that stuck with me was when my former NFL coach who was no longer there left the organization. And then I was released um, when Dick Geron and his staff came in and went to Tennessee and he called just to check on me and see if I've gotten picked up and what I was doing. And, you know, I, I just thought that was the coolest thing. So that's, I mean, there you go. That shows how important that stuff that's is. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, you know, that's great to hear about your experiences in the NFL, man. I just, I could just relate to that so much. It feels like it's so universal, man. I think that's what's so great about football is that you got people from all different walks of life, but football in general, man, I feel like a lot of people get a lot of the same experiences that we all just absolutely love and take with us wherever we go. I was very similar. I guess you can call me a journeyman. Yeah. Seven yeah. teams and seven teams in five years, always good enough to make yeah. the team, but for some reason didn't end up yeah. on the team at the end yeah. of the season. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, I'm with you. And, and I was always one of those new faces in the room. Two years is the longest time I was ever with one squad, but um, I, I also had a great relationship with Coach uh, Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco, the only head coach ever to give me a, just a random call after I left the program and That's see awesome, how yeah. checking on me and see how I was doing, man. Hey, Ryan, what's going right. on? Um, and things like that, it, it just goes such a long way. And, and I'm sure whether you believe it or not, when you check up on some of your high school guys or players that maybe have left your program, which I'm yep. sure you do, yeah. you probably, they probably have that same feeling that yeah. you got no, when Mike, when Mike reached out to you or Harbaugh reached out to me and just such a, that's a great point. I don't know, Absolutely. It's very fulfilling. Yeah. And, yep. and I guess that was going to be my next question was just like, did you know, did you always know that? Uh, you wanted to share 
your love of the game with other guys? Did you have a plan that when you were in school, like, hey, I wanted to be an engineer, I want to be a businessman, or I wanted to be a coach? At what point, I guess, did you know in your career, you know, we talk about all these experiences and relationships, and obviously that is just something that you can't, you can't emulate, right, Right. outside of, outside of, you know, a game such as football, but, um, when did you know? I guess when did you know that you wanted to maybe do yeah, this? That, that's, you know, that's a career. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I mean, and you mentioned engineering. I actually started out in engineering in Vanderbilt. Didn't go that path, but uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, ended up uh, ended up going the going the coaching path. Um, but no, I, I didn't know, and honestly, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know through my time at Vanderbilt exactly. I mean, I, I think I was so. Um, you know, one thing I have no regrets about at all is I felt like I was so entrenched in the moment of where I was. Um, I, I really wasn't looking at it. I, I don't even remember until very late in my NFL career or my uh, college career of even thinking about the NFL. I just remember living, mm-hmm. living the moment. I didn't either. Living those experiences <laughs> with my guys. And it was, it kind of happened, but yeah. I, I don't remember, I don't remember, you know, really that being something that I was, you know, really looking at now. And, and like I said, maybe it was the lack of all the meat, the stuff, the in the face, your stuff and the phones and everything. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't get my first cell phone until I think my second or third year of college. So that shows that there was no, there, you know, maybe a lot of that that we talked about earlier was, was part of that, you know, but, um, but yeah, no, it was really, it was really just really, you know, me soaking in those experiences. And, and then really, um, when I got to a crossroads after, and again, same thing with the NFL kind of taking it year by year. And I was going to try to try to kind of ride that horse until it died, you know? Um, and, and I did that and, and, and um, I kind of hit a crossroads there. I was with a, in the preseason with Carolina there at the end. And I had a knee scope done uh, the year prior in, uh, in Washington. Um, I was putting on an IR at the end of that year. Uh, had a knee surgery and then that same knee started acting up again. And I was like, you know, uh, it, it was one of those crossroads, right? I was going to decide, do I want right. to keep trying well, to do this? Yeah. Do I, and, and I remember having the other, another opportunity to go to Cleveland actually, where I know you were at for, for a little while um, mm-hmm. to go to training camp. And, and, and this was right after I accepted the position at the JP two to start their strength program. Um, cause I was still training at Vandy, trying to, trying to decide if I wanted to get back in it or not I, when I was rehabbing my knee and, uh, I had an opportunity to go to camp or Cleveland, but, um, it was something my agent, my parents and I, we talked about it and decided, you know, this was the right time for me to move past it and go and, and start. Cause mm-hmm. I was really, really excited about, about getting into coaching at that point. I'd kind of moved past gotcha. it. I don't know where that time hit. Maybe it was during that time after my injury and, I was just deciding, okay, I, I think this is the time for me to make that transition. Um, you know, my, but there are a lot of coaches that, that, that I think I can't pinpoint it to one guy. There are several men. In it's my sa- life yeah. That, that it sounds that, like you kind of, it kind of sounds like you're writing that, like you said, kind of right there on the tail end of your career, mm-hmm. you know, kind of at a crossroads. It sounds like to me, and, and, and I will say that this was my experience as well. It wasn't until like I felt like football was being taken away from me or like football was kind of leaving my life that I felt like, oh, my God, you know what? I don't want this to end, you know, or I don't want to walk away from this. My whole life, I'd always, you know, um, play football ever since I was a little kid, Pop Warner, middle school, high school, got to college. And I always just told myself, oh, well, there's always going to be high school. There's always going to be, you know, college. And then I was in college. 
it uh well maybe i'll have a chance to play in the pros someday or maybe even like yeah. a canadian league or something and then right. uh once i was kind of in the pros i was like i'm here i'm here this is great and then as i yeah. got to year four and five i was like yeah what is going to happen when i can't do this anymore yeah yeah right and yeah, it that, sounds that, like yeah. it sounds like it might be similar it might be sound no, like no, you know you didn't I really think, it didn't, didn't really click until it was gone almost, right i know? think they're very similar uh i think that's where i was and i remember um you know jeff brothers who was the head coach at jp2 at the time is now the head coach at national christian um school um beverly brothers was in ship but she's still at vanderbilt in the um his mom is still in the uh, in the uh, front offices there at Vanderbilt, and I remember her coming down when I was rehabbing my knee and deciding if I was going to try to get back into a camp and do that. And she said, "Hey, you know my my uh, my son's looking for a strength coach. He just lost her strength coach." And so I, I talked with him and interviewed, and and then a couple of days later, I had the opportunity to join, and I think it just clicked. And I said, "Okay," I, and and I just got I was jacked. I was excited about starting something new like this and yeah. working with kids and putting my own spin on the program and using my own experiences, and um, and that's it. Kind of took off from there, and then it kind of evolved from there. And here I am. So, yeah, coaching is fun, man. I obviously haven't been in your like in your shoes. Obviously, you're a head coach at a great school. I just coach little guys. I coach sure. middle school. I coach middle schools at like my local gym who have like a program <laughs> they put together for guys to come in after school and stuff. But uh, right. it's a very rewarding feeling, obviously, to be able to share those experiences and share that knowledge with youth. It's like, man, I used to be in your shoes, dude. It's like <laughs> you have no idea. You got yeah. so much life yeah. and so much playing ahead of you. You know, it's uh, I get excited for them. And like you mentioned, you got so jacked for that position as a strength coach. Yeah. Just to kind of like go in there and put in, you know, go and put a little bit of piece of you back into the game that gave so much. Yep. Right. And yep. I think that's Absolutely. awesome, man. I think that I think that is terrific. Yeah, no, it's been great. It's been a great experience and been at the school over 11 years now. And, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's been cool and, you know, we're, we're growing and we're still, still relatively young school, but, um, made a lot of headway over the years. So it's exciting. Do you have, you know, are you, do you ever have aspirations to move to the collegiate level at all? Do you like being <laughs> at the high school level? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, no, I love what I do. I love the, the school I'm at. I love the, uh, you know, the opportunities I have to continue to build and continue to grow on a program, obviously with the middle school coming in next year. Um, so I don't, don't know. You put, I mean, don't I, you I, put I, him I, on the spot, man. Okay. Don't okay. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I have to ask. My I mean, man, my man can't just be, be tossing like, yeah, softballs man. all day. Can't be like, yeah, of, of course I've got to ask versus for college. <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm laughing. <laughs> so touche, touche, touche. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, you got, you know, anyone hiring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your old buddy, Clark Lee, you might need a strength <laughs> yeah, coach. Yeah. I mean, Ryan will always attest how important the strength coach is. Cause you're spending 90% of your time with the strength coach, especially yes. if you're an offensive lineman. That is true. No, that is true. Um, how did uh how did you get so strong, man? Like obviously, I was doing <laughs> that's that. I a was good question. I was, I was I was reading up on your bio and stuff before the interview today. And for those yeah. who don't know, Justin man set an SEC record at the time, a six hundred pound bench press. Man, I mean, oh yeah. yeah. What's up, I, dude? You know, what I, what, I, what I were know, you man. eating back I, then? I don't know. I'll tell tell you. Um, was it Magic's cooking? Was, was Magic it, was Magic the guy there? He was. I probably had a little too much of his cooking, actually. Probably a little too much. But, um, but yeah, no, I, you know, honestly, I, that was something for me. Um, and 
the weight room was, was that, always. Has that always been your passion? I was going to say, yeah, was that it, like was, been another it was big it, passion it, of yours. I mean, that with football, and I think initially in my in my career, that was something at the high school level. You know, you get into college level, you generally got to choose one side or the other. You know, as far as strength or or, or you know, the football end, generally. Um, so. Um, I was able to come and, and start a strength program that, that, that wasn't there at JP2. You know, I started it from scratch, really, as far as what we had. And since then, we got a generous gift. We were able to add a pretty nice weight facility and weight room to what you know to our facilities, and and um, you know was able to kind of to go from there. But um, you know, it, it was really you know I, I think a confidence thing for me. I, I was I was you know. You look at my you look at my combine numbers. I wasn't the fastest guy, you know. I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't always. I, but I, I think I, I get I gained my my a lot of my confidence through the weight room, um, and, yeah. and and that was really a passion of mine from that regard. And um, you know, John Sisk was my strength coach at the time. Um, you Baby, know, yeah, <laughs> and he's. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. I got like the tail end of Justin's, like of all the staff that was there with Justin, like Bobby and Cisco, all those guys. Like, yeah. I only had those guys for a year or two, and right. then uh, I had Caldwell as a O line coach for a year, and then as a head coach for a year, and then I had Coach Hand yeah. step in. But I had uh, I had kind of the tail end there of Justin's uh, of Justin's staff, but yeah. Coach Cisco is freaking hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he, oh, he was man. a good guy, but uh... him and Tick and T Bull and all those guys. Oh yeah, man. oh yeah. <laughs> Good, good guys. Um, Great guys. But yeah, I mean, you know, it. Uh, was it always uh, easy? I mean, not easy for you. Was it something that no. you were just good, like good at? Were you like born good at that kind of thing? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, you guys I, have to I, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I mean, good genetics there from that standpoint, as far as you know, just upper body strength from that from that end. But I, it was uh, something I remember in high school. I mean, I wasn't the strongest guy, and I was kind of a late. I was always a late bloomer. I was always a big kid. Okay. Um, but, but developed late as far as my strength, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, and you said and then, you thought to yourself uh, being a big couch. guy is actually pretty good looking, huh? There you go. Hey, You're like, oh, being a big absolutely. guy is sexy, sexy after all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, coming out of high school, like I, th- that was, you know, I, I kind of went from there and, and went into, Went into Vandy and 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 yeah, the weight the weight room was always kind of my thing. I mean, that was that was something where I built, built a lot of passion. Obviously, went back to be a strength coach from there. And, yeah, um, and and football coach as well. But this is well, uh, you were a four year starter, was, man. So obviously, like yeah. coming into the college, you were not one of the mm-hmm. weakest guys probably in the weight room. Yeah, man. right. So, right. And yeah. it just shows you that really, it probably just really, and again, uh, and you know this, and people who don't know this, um, t- I'm going to tell you. It's very important at that age of 15, 16 years old in high school, where if you have a great uh, foundation going into college, how much faster you're going to excel and kind of hit the ground running. So you being able to take, you know, what you learned in the NFL and in college and really, like you kind of mentioned, really starting this strength program, that really says a lot because it's so important. And again, I hit on this every time we talk, how important it is to have a great strength and conditioning staff because that's who yeah. you spend 90% of your time with in college. But sure. um, just for a guy like yourself who, who came in as a freshman and, and was starting a tackle, mm-hmm. um, okay, having those fundamentals in high school uh, really, really, you know, uh, helped, I guess, coming in and starting your college career. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of running off on a tangent there, but, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but that's no, awesome. I was, I was fortunate. Yeah, I was fortunate to be able to 
step in as a redshirt freshman and have that opportunity. Um, yeah. I probably probably should have been an interior guy, you know, based on my size. I moved inside of the pros. I don't know if I have the length you do. I don't have quite that length. You were a tackle. You were a tackle, right? Yeah, I was a tackle, yeah. and then I got above, bumped into guard. And I don't okay, know, so we're the same, man. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was just a <laughs> I think I was eating too many cheeseburgers, though. I think I was like 6'3 <laughs> and three quarters or something. But, yeah, yeah. so – but, uh, but yeah. So. It's a, there's a lot of space out there on the edge. I, I like being <laughs> yeah, inside. Yeah. When I got – when well, I got some I help to my right and help to my left, I feel much more yeah. comfortable rather than yeah. being on that edge all by yourself out there. I, 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 <laughs> on I the feel, spotlight. Absolutely. <laughs> but it was fun though, man. It was it was fun. Yeah. I loved I actually loved playing tackle in, in college. I did not like it in the NFL. Those guys were too good. Yeah, a little different. It was yeah. it was just too scary being out there yeah. on the edge by myself. In college, <laughs> I got I feel like I got away with it pretty well. But uh yeah. I was so so thankful when they bumped me in t- inside the full-time guard center i guess once i got to the pros man <laughs> i love it okay. yeah man well listen justin thank you so much for listen justin thank you so much for uh spending some time with us sharing some of your stories with us and sure. uh you know hopefully we'll be uh we'll talk to you again uh very yeah, soon good it. luck continued luck at jp2 hope you guys have yeah. a great off season leaning into your next year hopefully you can have a full normal football season in the fall with some fans in the stands you know we ignore COVID on this show we're just gonna completely not even (laughs) act like that's a a thing don't want to give it any more attention that it needs no it it does not need any more attention than it's getting so all right well uh i look forward to seeing both of you gentlemen here in a few weeks i'll be up there matt i know i'll be seeing a ton of you and justin man i will make sure i make an effort to come come by and watch yeah come on by yeah love that love to have you back over there sure i would absolutely love that all right. Well, uh, until next time, guys, anchor down. Anchor down, anchor man. Down. Thank you anchor so much down. again, Justin. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.